One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone issue three of the wrestle talk magazine is available for pre-order now head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information we've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the royal rumble wrestle kingdom 10 and raw 25 including the wrestle talk crew counting down their top 25 moments of raw history so head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information Hey everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Redacted Nation. Hello to no, you, no, Oliver no, Davis. Let's, let's just, let's just. You want to take it take back? Take it back, take it back. Hello, Swaff Nation. Yeah! And hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm even better for hearing the Swaff Nation. Can you do it one more time? Because I yelled over it. And I think people are going to be genuinely happy to you hear reckon? it back. Yeah. No, I think there's going to be those people that just like, I'm, I'm still feel a bit tetchy about doing it. No, no, it's fine. Uh, hello, Swaff Nation. And hello to you, Oliver Davis. Oh, How the devil are you? That makes me feel good. I feel like I was forced into that. I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm not going to make God. I was going to say. My mind went to a I'm bad all, place. There. I went there as well, but I didn't yeah, say anything. We're not going to make any jokes like Deary that. Deary me. We will, however, tell you that today's spoon, <laughs> today's spoon is a Chinese spoon. This podcast is falling off the rails. It's a mate. type of soup spoon, folks. <laughs> Should we have a look at what it looks like? Did you actually like? see what it was? Uh, yeah, it's a Chinese spoon. It's okay. a type of soup spoon. And it looks like that. Oh, I've had that. So it's like in. You know, you go for a Chinese, you have a Chinese soup, it's very watery, and get those lovely uh, spoons. Like ceramic spoons. Ceramic spoons. Yes, lovely stuff. I uh, got quite... So this is the first podcast after Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I boringly went through the entire menu on the outro of the last podcast. And I got a little bit drunk. Yeah. And decided to hijack mine and my date's conversation and talk about the spoons. No. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, after after berating my lady partner earlier in the night about having her phone on the table, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. What a wonderful boyfriend you are. Uh, and like on Valentine's would, Day, yeah. no less. Would she, pay attention to me <laughs> and the conversation. I don't want your screen lighting up every, you know, well, she's not that popular, so every <laughs> two hours. <laughs> no, get it. Insta is a constant like button in a bad conversation so i said take that away and then i was the person to bring out wikipedia on my phone to point out all the spoons left why on earth would you do this because i don't know we probably didn't have a they gave us a spoon and i was like well do you want to hear what uh, a caviar spoon is and what it's made of yeah because we just covered that earlier but in the day was she interested yeah, she like she was interested at the start. She wasn't necessarily interested by the time I got to the chowder spoon, <laughs> which is also called a gumbo spoon. <laughs> okay. How was your Valentine's Day? Oh, well, I didn't go to the cinema in the end. Uh, my my wife wasn't really feeling up to it, so we just went home and uh, we had some takeaway pizza, which took an hour and 20 minutes to what? arrive, which was a little bit disappointing. That's outrageous. It was a little bit outrageous. Did, did you... 
I mean, you didn't. That you just said thank you. Thank you, you. Well, yeah. I, and I, I quite happily took the pizza off mm. of him. But I was very hungry, and uh, we'd had some beers. Did and you we ring had... them up as no, they, well, no, they actually rang me mm. to double check my address, um, which was nice of them. Um, and then he tries to knock on the on the wrong door, so I had to go outside and be like, no, no, no we're around here. Um, but it, yeah, that was nice. We watched a couple of episodes of The Office, and we had some beers, and we drank a bottle of wine, nice little bottle of red wine. Wine and beer, you'll feel well. No, because it's a uh, beer before wine, you'll it's, be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so uh, we had that. We watched a couple of episodes of The Office, the US version, obviously, and then we watched one of uh, the awful movies that I bought her. Which one? We watched The Covenant, which mm. I said yesterday was about vampires. It's not. I should have known by the title. <laughs> it's about witches. Right, of course. Men witches. Men witches? Oh, yeah. It's like sexy men witches. What? Yeah. Wow. I want the podcast with the, the, that we listened to that's kind of based on how did this get made. Uh, they described it as Abercrombie and Witch. That was their, like, how they would describe nice. the movie. Off the, a play on the, uh, the store, the clothes store. Which has topless men mm-hmm. walking around. Very much, yeah. And this was like, it was all about like these handsome dudes. Well, as my, my wife says, like, and I, she didn't think any of them were particularly attractive. And I would say they, some of them were just the most generic looking people. And they were so generic, I couldn't tell them apart sometimes. Really? I kept having to, like, and my wife couldn't either. We kept going, like, right, is that this one? Was he the one that was in the previous scene? Mm. Did they have this conversation? Because it just drops so much exposition and character on you. It's very hard to keep up with for such a simple story. I did fall asleep a little bit. But it does star Sebastian Stan. Really? The Winter Soldier himself. Yeah. Um, he And he was probably the best thing in it. Aside from the fact that it opens uh, with a white zombie track, More Human Than Human, the uh, the dance remix of Super Sexy Swinging Sounds, which uh, instantly got a thumbs up from me. But I said, yeah, It was downhill from there. Well, I said to my wife, I can tell you exactly why that song was used at the start of this. It's 2002. What mm. is still popular? The Matrix. The right. Matrix has kind of had this hold over like the goth lifestyle of everyone wearing long trench coats and leather jackets and whatnot. And weird sweaty raves. Exactly. And what did the Matrix have? They had the dance remix of Dracula by Rob Zombie. So it almost I can hear the studio executives going, like, get me that song. Mm. Can't have that one. The Matrix used it. Well, get me one just like it. And then they're like, oh, well, guess what? Rob Zombie's done two albums like this. One with White Zombie and one on his own. This is great. Well, with that glowing recommendation for... The Covenant. The Covenant. Also directed by Rennie Harlan. Who's that? Directed Die Hard 2. Oh, wow. And um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. What an illustrious career. Yeah. But let's do some iTunes reviews before we get into the show proper. From Bach Air. Amazing podcast. Luke and Ollie are so intelligent. Ah, wow. And in-depth in their analysis of wrestling. Listening to their podcast is my favourite part of the day. Very glad I can see and listen to you guys daily. My favourite part of all your shows are the fantasy booking. So entertaining. Hashtag swaft. Hashtag drive to five. Hashtag who really is Byron Saxton. P.S. I have been watching you guys for a very long time kind of creepy congrats on 400,000 subscribers you deserve it and that's from Andy Rankin well thank you very much Andy Andy. Rankin nearly at 500 now yeah a lot of people like the fantasy booking more things and it's almost as if we should do more of them yes well we will be doing them on at least a monthly basis and hey you patrons you can vote on what the subject's gonna be if you pledge $25 you can suggest a topic and we will choose from that little you know from all the 25 and above's Mm-hmm. Topics list. So yeah, uh, do that. <laughs> and from Kevin Owens, Guardian Angel, hashtag Swaft. Only podcast worthy of five stars. I would even give how many star am- six. That's six stars in emoji form if I could for the drive to five hundred thousand subscribers. Thank you very much, Kevin Owens, Guardian Angel. Thank you. So let's get on with a show where. I do spring a new stipulation to the quickfire questions on Luke as we're doing the quickfire questions. He wasn't happy about it. And this all stems from the suspected swerve that although they're teasing a Sasha Banks heel turn, at least that's what I got from this week's Raw, we might get a Bailey heel turn. Mm. Well, it's not even just this week's Raw. It's been since the Royal mm. Rumble, really, and in the Rumble match itself. I would argue since Banks began on the main roster after all the... Yep. What was it? Summer Rae's faction? 
team? Uh, no, she wasn't part of Summer Rae's faction. Not? No, she was with Tamina and... Wow. Was it just Team Bad? It was Team Bad. It was Tamina and um, Naomi. Classic, classic faction warfare. It's like <laughs> welcoming committee, Team Bad, yeah. Team PCB. Well, it was a magical time in women's wrestling. When they look back at the classic uh, faction wars, there'll mm. obviously be the NWO versus the Four Horsemen. There'll be the Disciples of Apocalypse versus, um, oh man, what were they called? The um, the the the, uh, the the Latin American group. Damn, I forgot what they were called now. But there was like great they stuff. did like they did like street gang warfare in like mm. 1998. And the DOA is the only group I can remember from that period. But yeah, it's like that. And then. Team Bad yes. versus Team PCB. Do you think like how DX is seen as the saviour of WWF in the Monday Night Wars? Well, they started the they Attitude started Era. They started it, yeah. And, and ended it. They started, well, they, not only did they start the Attitude Era, they also started the Monday Night War and finished it. Yeah. So when uh, WWE in 10, 20 years' time run video packages on the women's revolution... There'll be nothing about TNA's knockouts division. It'll all be Team PCB mm-hmm. and Team Bad well, and then the welcoming committee. I mean, yeah, there definitely won't be any of that TNA footage. Although, did you see there well, was... It a, might, might have bought them by then. Well, I was going to say, did you see there was a report that um, WWE are now able to use the Broken Hardy footage from TNA? Ah, because Matt owns it. Yeah, so we might end up seeing TNA footage on a WWE program. That would be the day... Uh, but they didn't they have some I swear they got rights to use some footage in a video in the last year period or are you just thinking of Dixie being on um, she mentioned oh yeah it was Dixie it was when Kurt Angle returned it was Dixie so anyway back to Bailey this comes this comes not from a report but from a rampant speculation it's my favourite kind the rampantest Mm -hmm. into a advert from Madison Square Garden the home of WWE. Uh, on the 16th of March... I think it was Los Bariquas, by the way. The, uh, right, I'm glad we sorted that out. On the 16th of March, there's going to be a big show at uh, w- at Madison Square Garden because they always put on a big card when they go there because it's, you know, Vince McMahon loves the garden. And it's going to have, like, Braun Strowman versus Kane versus Brock Lesnar. Huge match that everyone wants to see again. John Cena and Nikki Bella are going to be in mixed tag action against Elias and Bailey. So as this kind of started some people theorising that um, this is going to like be Bailey's heel turn because mm. she's going to be a heel working against babyface Nikki Bella and John Cena. With or, heel Elias. Well, or is it just because that's already a team in Mixed Match Challenge? So, I, you know, that's what I would have thought. And I would have said that if Bailey and Elias were going to have this long run through to maybe the semis or the finals of the Mixed Match Challenge tournament. But, as we saw on this week's episode, they lost in the first round to Rusev and Lana, Ravishing Rusev Day. This is a. I haven't seen Mixed Match Challenge. Yeah, so this, this is a month after this, this live event date. It's a month after... Uh, their loss here presumably they're not going to tag together again Mm. if they do that sounds like there's going to be an evil thing going on there and uh, it's the fact that the garden pulled the advert and just replaced it with Cena versus Elias oh really they changed it have they I I watched the video that they posted up yesterday which was advertising the... Um, oh, no, it was on Tuesday. It was the John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Elias and Bailey because mm. we reported that in the news. Um, but they've since taken that down, have they? Yes. Wow, yeah. interesting. So uh... so we, we're, so some are theorising that this could be signalling that it's a Bailey heel turn rather than a Sasha Banks heel could turn. Could be which a swerve. Could be a swerve. Or it's, it's a house show. House shows are subject to mm. change. And house shows are are out of continuity anyway. Yeah. Um, Unless AJ Styles wins the United States Championship again. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it really betrays anything or reveals anything. But it does open up that question. Should Bailey turn? Should Bailey turn heel? Mm. Have we really gotten here? Well, I mean, you and I have discussed this before Mm. on the show. We've even done a fantasy booking uh, warfare around a Bailey heel turn because we discussed that Bailey is in kind of like a desperate need of a character refresh, particularly in the, you know, with the Raw really pushing the women's division now. It's kind of how we talked about with Finn Balor. She's in this role at the moment where she's not 
the number one baby face. Mm. It might not even be the number two baby face, although I don't really know what's, what sort of rankings you'd put people in on the, the women's side of things. Obviously, Alexa Bliss is your number one heel. But who is your number one baby face to go against Asuka. her? I was supposed to ask you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I completely forgot to ask you. You're not ready for her. I'm, I'm just not ready for her. Um, so where does kind of Bailey fit into this? Mm. You know, she's not one of the people that they're pushing at the moment. She's just a body on the roster. So perhaps like she, you know, she may as well just be Sonya Deville. You know, mm. if she could, maybe this will be a big character change for her. Maybe that could, you know, revitalize her character. But But would you? No, but then again, I wouldn't have booked her so poorly mm. to begin with. Because just do it better. Just do it better. Because you saw like what gold you had with her in NXT, where you had it. She could have been the female John Cena, but a female John Cena that people actually liked, that that grown people and children liked and could get behind. And they just decided to kind of squander all of that and just made it look like a complete buffoon. Portrayed her as kind of this like childlike innocence, and it just didn't work. And people started to boo her when she got injured. Bless her heart. And there was the whole period when Sasha was cheating to help Bailey win. And then Bailey didn't relinquish the title when it was pointed out that actually she won via cheating. Uh, It was a very, very bizarre way to handle... You know, it doesn't seem that hard, does it? You've got a a blue-eyed baby face who believes that goodness is the right way to do everything the problem is there Ollie those can't get over anymore yeah pure baby it. faces they just like don't Johnny exist Johnny Gargano just, who's cheering for Johnny Gargano just can't get over these days mate uh, so but yeah they, they've sort of booked her to not do that and by the time that, that and that Alexa Bliss Bailey feud with the kendo sticks and that segment really was that was the suffering succotash nah I'm over this mm-hmm. moment uh, last year around I guess that would have been around April May so yeah, it's it is a shame for Bailey, but I you know I would should should Bailey turn heel? No, not for me, not <laughs> no, for me. Not I ne- even now. Not even. I'm it, the only thing that's getting me, possibly persuading me down that path is how good Sami Zayn's been. And I always thought Sami Zayn is going to be like your Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, never turn him heel, just be a super baby face forever because he's so good at that. But he's actually been an awesome heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I don't know. I think I think what would be better for Bailey is to just get rid of her for a bit, mm. like just have her have a few months off. Well, we had that when she was injured. That didn't yeah, help at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you need to. Maybe it's gone too far down. Actually, well, it's it's the Roman Reigns argument, isn't it? It's just like ah, we Roman's just not working as a babyface, so let's just turn him heel and see if that works. But what they didn't say was just like, well, let's just make Roman a bit of a badass. Then mm. he kind of acts like a heel, but he's still a babyface. But Reigns' character is suited to a heel. Yeah. that's the problem there. Bailey, you know who, who's who's more anti-heel than the character of Bailey than the one who hugs a lot. When we uh, when we did our fantasy booking all those months ago on how to turn Bailey heel. I did say put her with a sort of rock alternative boyfriend. I had her with Corey Graves. Oh yeah, maybe, I remember now, yeah. Maybe Elias is the man. You know, uh, like well, a, a partnership. Well the problem with that though is that people are starting to cheer Elias. So Elias isn't getting heel heats now because people like him doing his mm. concerts. They like chanting along with uh, walk with Elias. And even when he's just like, oh, by the way, your town's smelly and it's full of, like, divs, then people are just like, eh, I don't know, but walk with Elias. We like you anyway, mate. You play the guitar and you're funny. Yeah, they, but boo, you said something nasty about my hometown. So who wants to walk with Elias? Everyone! We do! do we do! do we do! The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of the Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you will get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a bonus monthly podcast where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Last month, we reviewed Wrestle Kingdom 10, and this month's show will be No Way Out 2004, a true feel-good pay-per-view where Eddie Guerrero won the WWE Championship. And we have just announced that $10 plus backers will get access to a brand new exclusive Patreon podcast, Ramble Club, where Ollie and I will review NXT, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and all that comes in between. We've revamped our entire Patreon reward system, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sticking with the women's division. God, it's so lady. It's just it's more lady than ever the road to wrestlemania isn't <laughs> it's, it? it's a good thing really yeah. it's, a, it's probably about time that the women's uh evolution slash revolution mm. slash i don't know what what is going to be this new turning point rondolution rondolution yeah the women's rondolution uh yeah it's, it's very lady heavy and that's a good thing mm-hmm. that you, it's sort of i mean it is difficult because you've only got 10 women per brand as opposed to like 30 male superstars or wrestlers, I should say. Uh, but yeah, they're getting a decent amount of time of it. And the stories are invested on Raw, at least. I was about to say, yeah. SmackDown is is not. It's a different story. But it's baby steps. Yeah. You know, try, test this out on Raw to make sure that you can do it, which we know they can. Mm-hmm. And then you move that over to SmackDown. Kind of like how SmackDown's the testing ground for like graphics on screens. And then they're like, oh, this works. Let's put it on Raw. So we've got Elimination Chamber next Sunday, mm-hmm. which you pointed out earlier, only three matches announced for. As the as of the this time of recording, mm. as, as we know, they might have announced something on Facebook like while we're recording this. Shane McMahon's added four more people to... I oh know that's... Cat Angle's added yeah. four more people to the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. They might, more Chamber than ever. So, I mean, we could probably predict that Broken Matt Hardy, or Woken Matt Hardy, rather, will be taking on Bray Wyatt. Um... So the, the ones what that are announced... What matches could there be? The men's and women's Elimination Chamber matches. Yep. Asuka versus Nia Jax. Those are the only announced ones. But like you said, Woken Matt versus Bray. I think probably Galanderson versus The Revival. Maybe versus, versus The, the bar, bar as well, because yeah. they haven't got anything. And that's all you need, because those Chamber matches are going to go long. Mm-hmm. Five matches, two and yeah. a half, three hours. I was about to say, I mean, I can't think of anyone else on the Raw roster that needs a place on mm. the card. Maybe Apollo Crews... Um, like uh, like a number one contendership to the Intercontinental Championship, you could do between him and yeah, who's everyone's fudged into that elimination yeah. chamber. Him versus Brock Lesnar. Well, no, our truth is obviously is oh, the obvious okay, answer. Yeah, okay. uh, the and maybe some you could put like a cruiserweight tournament match on the on the pre-show. That'd be good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Take it, Triple H. Uh, but. We have some, from Sports Illustrated, some reported spoilers about where they're going for WrestleMania, which can potentially spoil the Elimination Chamber results. So skip the next bit if you don't want to know that. Um, Can I ask you, and you're a big fan of um, Justin Barrasso. um, I never said that. Well, 
you like his reports and you tend to believe a lot of the stuff that he reports on. Mm, um, I wouldn't say that. No, I was no, going to say, do you no. want to do you want to go to bat because there are quite a few people who, uh, especially those who don't like Dave Meltzer, that also think that Justin Barrasso is very much full of it and doesn't have any sources. So I was wondering, like, if he's a name that you don't hear a lot mentioned by the uh, the IWC. Hmm. So is do you want to go to bat for Barrasso? Do we want to like you know say good things about him, or do we want to say, he's, hey, he's... let's take this with a pinch of salt, like you might do a Wrestling News World? Uh, no, no, I think he's he's up there. He's like you've got the Wrestling Observer newsletters with Dave Meltzer, Mike Johnson at PW Insider, uh, you know Wade Keller at PW Torch. Uh, what's the other one? I feel like I'm missing one. Anyway, you've got those, and then I'd say Sports Illustrated is just like a just a little bit down, mm-hmm. down from that. But he, he's he's had enough stuff come right mm-hmm. for me to go. There's probably stock in what he's saying. That's what I was looking. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I was getting at. But at the same time, he'll say stuff. He'll, he'll report stuff that is seems to be based on either conjecture or is flat out denied by several other places but mm. that's the way it works sometimes like recently pw insider and the wrestling observer have been very very much reporting different things yeah well uh, ryan satin yeah. of pro wrestling oh, that's sheet. the other one i brian um, satin the pro wrestling sheet uh, will you put him up. high up i put him up there but hmm. he but he reports true stuff yeah, most of the time. i don't know if satin's got his sources anymore because mm. like he's at the moment he's been taking time off from doing things and then the last thing he reported was that it was going to be Leo Rush debuting in 205 Live and then a few hours later it was Buddy Murphy but as um, Dave Meltzer pointed out in the Wrestling Observer boards is that hey man plans change it could have been yeah. it could have been Rush but yeah it ended up being Murphy anyway, anyway Sports Illustrated have said so spoilers coming up potentially that the Wrestlemania plans are Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship yes which means that Alexa's winning at the chamber. I I assume Nia's losing her match against Asuka, not the best way to build her up. Well, I was thinking about this Mm -hmm. because I was stunned when you told me this because I had actually read this um, in in Extra Mustard that the plan was to do Alexa versus Nia for the Raw Women's Championship. I think I just already got it into my head that it was going to be Sasha versus Asuka. That was kind of like the direction I was heading. But... um, the way you could do this, I suppose, is to have like a double count out finish, um, mm. like a, a double DQ finish, a double, just like a double knockout spot. And then because the other reported match for That'd WrestleMania. Be a draw, though. It would be a draw, though. It would be a draw. Well, you've got to find a way to make Nia Jax look like your number one contender. And the only reason I was saying doing like a double DQ, a double knockout spot where you essentially do have a draw mm. is because the other reported match for WrestleMania is Asuka versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So you can't have Asuka lose because having her lose would just be stupid at this point. But you can't have Nia Jax lose either if you're going to make her your number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. So you've got to have a way where both of them coming out looking like number one contenders so if ask if so if you do a draw and then you're like who really is the number one contender is ask is uh nijax going to be added to it and then uh Asuka chooses charlotte flair instead mm. then they're like well i guess ask i guess nijax is now our de facto number one contender i don't know I, th- I think that's a terrible idea i'm I not saying it's you, a great you, idea but I'm try- to win. They, they've, you've, they've booked themselves into a corner if this is the direction mm. they've booked themselves into a corner you could have well i mean the way there's probably better ideas, but the one that springs to my mind is uh, Charlotte just running in and going to take out Asuka. But I guess that would necessitate a Charlotte heel turn. But she hits Nia instead. But why would Charlotte do that? Because she's like, you you got the streak. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Give us some motivation. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's almost as if they should just do Sasha versus Asuka because that's mm. a much more interesting match. So the so those are the two women's title matches planned for Mania, according to Sports Illustrated. So what's Ronda Rousey doing? Because PW Insider had originally said it was going to be Ronda versus Charlotte. But now uh, it looks like it's going more the Wrestling Observer reported mm-hmm. route of Ronda and a partner in a mixed tag match against Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. It's probably all going to be set up at Elimination Chamber next Sunday. But have you seen who the potential yes. tag partners are? So Meltzer's original report was that it was going to be The Rock, but there was always a big question mark hanging over The Rock. He's probably got 25,000 projects on at mm-hmm. any one time. So he might not be able to get medically cleared. He might not be able to get the insurance. So... It couldn't be The Rock. So there's lots of talk about who this replacement could be. And Sports Illustrated have said it could be. Oh, oh that's a right. lead-in for you. Uh, the, so it, he's still in the running, apparently, because he's like, 
you know, the megastar one that they really, really want to get. And it makes sense with the WrestleMania 31 stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other people are Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. Because you've got the stuff there with the McMahon. <laughs> oh, Luke. Sorry. Because you've got the stuff there with the McMahon history with Shane and with Kurt. There's the Survivor <laughs> Series stuff. Luke's allergic to WrestleMania plans. <laughs> you've got, yeah, the uh, because Triple H turned on both men and won Survivor Series for all the brands. Here he we go did. again. No, no, no. I, no, no. You were. I, was, I was adjusting my headset. And then the last one is, but you know, Shane is in the... Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn storyline. So I, I feel like he's going to go that way. Mm. Then you've got Seth Rollins uh, was the other name in the mix, which seems to just be because you've got nothing to do right now, Seth. That that to me screams that's why Seth is there. And I suppose you've got the history with Triple H. And the authority. That, and the yeah, authority with Seth, yeah. with, like last year. But then like if Seth is facing Triple H or is in this match with Triple H, is that doesn't really seem that appealing because uh, we've kind of already seen... Essentially, we've mm. seen that feud end. We saw uh, Seth triumph over Triple H and the authority. Stephanie sort of got her comeuppance. I did some air quotes there for podcast listeners. Um, take a drink. So is that really... I mean, it really is a case of like, ah, we've got nothing else for you, Seth, so we may as well put you in this role here. Mm. I'd kind of... Th- I think I'd prefer uh, Braun Strowman in the role. Well, that's that's the name that's missing here because he was... That, that was thrown around a lot with the Triple H and Braun Strowman ending the Survivor Series. Maybe that was a build into something. And... What a way to get Braun over, who also doesn't seem to have a program going into Mania at the yeah. moment. Then put him put him in with one of the highest profile matches with Ronda taking on, you know, Triple H and Stephanie. That's a huge endorsement for him. And one that he would likely win. Yes. I would that would have been the best case scenario, but he's not in the mix here. So I guess it does come down realistically to Kurt Angle or Seth Rollins. And for me, I for the same reason that I would like to see Braun Strowman in that position, I would go with with uh, Seth here, hmm. just because it makes Seth feel like a bigger deal. He can be he can have all the press shots of standing next to Ronda uh, as victorious over Triple H and Steph. Yeah, I, I get that. I think of those of those names, if it's not Braun, I think I'd probably go with Angle though. Mm. just because you then have that stuff with Triple H that you were sort of setting up at the Survivor Series. Basically, what I would like is for some of that stuff from Survivor Series to actually pay off uh, in, in matches, rather than it just be like, lol, Triple H stood tall and be everyone. I would I would prefer the 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 mainstream megastar of Ronda and the legend appeal of Stephanie and Triple H to get over a, your next big person. I agree. It's the mailbag time, which is open to all Patreon people now, you lucky Patreons, from $1 to a gazillion dollars. Thank you to gazillion dollar backer. Whatever you pledge, you can now submit a question to us here on the WrestleRamble. All you've got to do is just send us a message on Patreon. We'll collate it into our mailbag and we'll read out on an episode of WrestleRamble. It's the great democratisation of mailbag questions isn't that quite something else so from Connor Curran who my sometimes dyslexic brain read as Connor's Cure because written very similar instead of the usual what's your favourite finisher what do you think is the worst looking finisher for example the AA and the zigzag are just basic back bumps and don't look like they have much impact in finishing a match um, so the first two that spring to mind for me are um, MVP's Playmaker, mm-hmm. where you put your leg over their head and you grab their arm and then you sort of swing them down. Yes. It just looks like there's absolutely zero impact to the move. It's very complicated to set up. And it was always just a bit naff. Mm. And the other one is um, Wade Barrett's Wasteland. I always thought that match was... Oh, that that's, match. that's where he just throws them down, isn't it? Yeah. That he's on... They're on the back in sort of like a torture rack position yeah. and he just chucks them on the floor. Yeah, not torture rack because they'd be upside down. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's basically into the AA. An AA, yeah. 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 And then you just Fine throw them on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always thought it was a bit pants, a bit weak. But yeah, the AA, man, like that's just, a, it's a finishing move. And that was a move that my, I think we talked about my friend on the last episode, the one who said that, why don't they do a ladder match inside a Hell in a Cell where you can put the ladder on top of the cell? Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy. He, one of the reasons he could not get back into wrestling was because of John Cena's AA. Wow. Well, when it was the FU, he was just like, it's the weakest looking move I've ever seen and uh, it's so unbelievable well th- not when it's off the second rope Luke <laughs> well, they he, finally cut and done but he wasn't doing that back yeah. in, 20, in 2006 oh, facetious <laughs> the uh I, you know what the AA it's kind of like John Cena should turn heel Raw should be two hours it's just 
just white noise to me. <laughs> I don't set like the AA. I just can't even comment on it. I'm yeah. so disinterested. The zigzag that you brought up, I don't mind. I think the way Dolph delivers the zigzag with such ferocity and snap, yeah. it doesn't just look like someone's taking a back bump. To me, sometimes it looks like he's driving the person's head straight down into the ground with all his body weight. I, yeah. I think it looks pretty pretty sick sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a, a truly devastating manoeuvre. It's not an earth-shattering manoeuvre, but I wouldn't say it's one of the worst I've ever mm. seen. It's a great setup move that can occasionally win a match, Yeah, but the super kick is so much better yeah uh, i think maybe like treat the zigzag almost like the sling blade yeah i've got a few here uh so (laughs) okay well two of those i think are very unfair the the people's elbow and the worm so right i was gonna because i was i thought what are the worst finishes and i went through loads of finishes and i thought well the ones i don't like are ones that are really convoluted to set up you know like I never, I remember never liking, was it Tajiri when he, the, the octopus in the ropes? Yeah, the tarantula. Yeah, yeah the tarantula, that's it, sorry. Uh, I never liked it because I was like, well, you can only have it on for four seconds. Yeah. And you can't pin anyone off the back of it. You need the ropes to be there. You couldn't do that when you're fighting around the arena. Uh, likewise, stuff where you have to get up onto the top rope. and you, I don't like anything like that. The perfect finisher for me is the Stone Cold Stunner. Absolutely. Boom. Hit it anywhere on anyone because if you're a really big guy fair enough you can pick up most people power moves are fine for a finisher but if you're a small guy that involves picking someone up well i i that that bugs me that does yeah get I, me. I agree uh but having said that the ones so the one winged angel is uh, an example for me yeah we talked about this on yeah. the wrestle ramble extra the uh, the controversial statements that neither of us very really like it as a move it looks pretty nasty the way that the back of the head is driven down onto onto the the ground like that but it's getting them up there like that and the awkward hooking of the yeah leg. i yeah. think as you perfectly described it it looks like a wrestling move mm. in that it doesn't look like it's a believable thing you have to like you your opponent has to do some of the work in order to set it up i think like like i, I described it as the canadian destroyer like the the other guy has to do some of the work in order for it to go although the canadian destroyer is an awesome move which which is why i've written down here people's elbow on worm because i wanted to i love those moves mm-hmm. and those are ridiculous and they have a stupid amount of setup that you know it doesn't make sense <laughs> But I really like those. So there's no clear-cut rule here, obviously. That's why I wanted to point those out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of the lethal injection. No. Or by extension, the Oz Cutter. I was going to say, I, why? I just don't feel like bouncing off the ropes and doing a handspring gives you that much more momentum <laughs> to justify bouncing off the ropes and doing a handspring. I would think Marty Skull would argue otherwise. Oh, just jumping into the chicken wing. Well, yeah, no, and doing the spin around gives you momentum, yes. mate. Well, no, of course. <laughs> The chicken wing's different. That's a submission move. <laughs> you need to lock it in. Get the torque. <laughs> but uh, just for a, an impact move. It's just, I mean, it's an RKO. Yeah. With some fancy acrobatics. I don't know why that gets me in the people's <laughs> elbow. is fine. Uh, I've also put down Dirty Deeds just because it's it's a bit lame in 2018. Is it Dean Ambrose's? Yes. Uh, d- double arm DDT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the Vistino. I just... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Naito lovers. I love Naito too. And from Curious Craig Roberts, uh, he asks, by the nature of the name, he is curious. Can you see Enzo Amore in TNA? Uh, I think you'll find it's Impact Wrestling there. <laughs> TNA Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And we've got all bases covered. <laughs> Can I see Enzo Amore in Impact Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if he doesn't go back to WWE, if like you know all these, uh, if the allegations turn out to be false and he's completely clear, but he doesn't go back to WWE, yeah, I could definitely see a TNA if they could afford him, uh, if they could like meet his um, his demands. Yeah, I could actually absolutely see him going there and sleeping his way through matches. That's that's an important point. Oh, that's unfair. We like Enzo's in-ring selling. Yeah, I know, but it's like people don't go to TNA for to like oh, five-star matches. Uh, yeah, it's important to note that this is if Enzo is proven innocent mm-hmm. and those those sexual assault allegations aren't true. Because the reason he was you say that though, this is TNA. The, yeah, the reason he was released from WWE is not because it was because he didn't inform them. It seems not because of 
you know been proved true yet so it's his career could still come back but i i it's weird that i never even thought of tna and enzo amore coming together when he was released my mind doesn't go there now maybe it's because tna isn't as hot mm-hmm. as a destination anymore but i you know my mind goes ring of honor but would ring of honor want enzo that's why he's the perfect fit oh i see yeah, yeah because no one would like him Right, okay. Just think of Enzo Amore coming out and trashing on all the Ring of Honor fans for not being I mean, you don't really wanna you don't wanna make your product seem small fry by saying you ain't WWE yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Enzo can make it work without burying stuff. Yeah. He's very talented on the mic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just I think he could be do you know that that, that sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> It's quick fire question round. I'm going to do the Batista machine gun <laughs> thing. Uh, so we're adding an element of time, of danger, of countdown, of tension to this. I'm going to start a timer of five minutes. Uh, actually, I'm going to end up... God, I should have done this before. <laughs> before okay, but... now I've set the timer for five minutes. Here we go. Kevin Chappell asks, will there be an intercontinental title picture post-elimination chamber? Yes. Yeah, of course there will. There will be, yeah. I, yeah. And I think it's going to be Miz and, and Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. And maybe Seth, we don't know. Uh, a. Zoe Smith. Is there a women's Andre the Giant? If there's a women's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, what will it be called and who wins? Uh, I'm, I think they'll call it the China Battle Royal. Mm. Uh, and uh, if Nia Jax isn't in it, I don't know. Mm. Sonya Deville. I was going to say Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Uh, uh, I would say... Andre Andre is a is Andrea. There we go. That's the theme oh, of no, it. Andrea you, Memorial Battle Royal. I tell you who it will be because they absolutely love her now. Alundra Blaze. Yep, could be her too. Uh, Beth Phoenix. The Beth. Oh no, the no these have to be people who are, have passed. Oh, it's a Memorial yeah. Battle Royal. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. oh God, <laughs> I forgot that bit of the title. Then yeah, Great China. Exit. Uh, demise, we've lost a minute here. We've, just, we've only done two questions. So I, I was going to say, in the spirit of getting over new talent, I'll go the other brand. Sarah Logan, I think, could be a decent winner. Okay. I like her recently. Gay meat. Cortic X. Why would people buy WWE 2K18 WrestleMania Edition? Because it comes with all the DLC. Yeah, I'm not really a gamer, so I'm just going to say letters. Yeah. DLC. TLC. <laughs> Prince of Shadows wants to know, who would win a WrestleMania match? Between Ollie and Luke. Uh, well, you do. You actually go to the gym. Yeah, but it's a it's a predetermined sport. Yeah, but you're more over than I am. No, 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 no. You would cheat to win. We'd build a program. This is a long term thing. You would win the first one. Yeah. You would cheat the second. No, no, no you would you cheat. No, because you want to pay off at WrestleMania. So this would be mm. like the blow off match. Yeah. Which well, I've actually ha- read the question wrong. It's wrestle match. Oh, okay. So a wrestling match. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Yes. We're running out of time. Mousen Feldman. Who I needs think that's a Mason? New- Mason. What did I say? Mousen. Mousen. <laughs> it's like I'm giving uh, WWE development names <laughs> in the late late noughties. <laughs> Mousen Feldman with your name like Percy Watson. <laughs> Who needs a new theme the most aside from Stephanie? Oh, hmm. good question. Who needs a new theme? Who needs a new theme? Um, Titus Worldwide. Titus, yeah? Yeah, Titus. I want to, to actually tie into the Titus Worldwide yeah. gimmick. So it starts off with Titus Worldwide. Maybe something like that, yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn. Yes, yeah, good shout. I'd Excellent shout. Heel Sami Zayn. Good shout. Alex Pearson. Favourite match stipulation? Ladder match. Me too, ladder match. But my lady partner hates it because she just gets frustrated that they're not climbing faster. My wife also hates them because they're too long. Ta. Taj Akronu, I think. Well done. Favourite SummerSlam match? TLC1. Mm, it's definitely from SummerSlam 2000. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, God, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I mean, the four-way last year was pretty damn good. Yeah. God, the New Day Usos last yeah. year. We're just going to say TLC1 for now. Adam, here we go. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized Braun Strowmans or one Braun Strowman-sized duck? Uh, the one hundred duck-sized Braun Strowmans. Yeah, just just because it would it would be funnier. Yeah, I I kind of think of it of um, the fight between Ash and the the mini Ashes from Army of Darkness. Right. Um, 
So yeah, I think I'd go with that. You could just kind of swap them away. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'd go with that. Ducks aren't that large. Well, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Actually. I just want to see than I a. Thought. I, I'm more curious to see a duck-sized Braun Strowman, especially and, with, and in number, especially like with the helium voice. Like, yeah. Hurrah! I know they would all have the same devastating <laughs> voice with their tiny little mm. ukuleles, I guess. <laughs> Joseph Shovel Brother Bradford, favorite color? Blue. Yellow. I like yellow. Mm. Orange. I'm gonna change it. Alex weighs a fenton, favorite finisher of all time. Stone Cold Stunner. Ditto. We've already said it today. Uh, GBWWE coverage. What match closes Mania? Roman Brock. Roman Brock, yes. But what would you like to see? Uh, AJ Nakamura. Hmm, yeah. Cow. In her theme song, it's clearly stated by Michelle McCool that you're not enough for me. Oh no, just another man in love with me. What do you think is enough for Michelle McCool? Hmm, tough question. What do you think? What is enough? You're not enough for me. I think enough of a man, the concept, the old concept of being a man, because there is only one man who is enough for her. And who's more manly than The Undertaker? Mm-hmm. Than Mark Calloway? Yeah, ain't no grave can hold his body down. I say we do more of these because... No, you, no, 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 that's it. Far too much time. You wasted so much time answering some of those. That's the new... You've got it. It's the gimmick. It's not quick fire, no. though. You spent... You, it was quick no, fire. No, it wasn't, because we took one minute to answer two questions. Quick fire is five minutes in total. <laughs> no, it's not. Click you've, the videos that have my just segment. appeared on our laps to catch up with the Because now everyone's like, oh, I might not get in. I'm like, you know... It takes me a long time to curate all these. I am legit upset. Well, I think it's a good... I've wanted to do this from the start. <laughs> and you well, keep saying no. Well, that's because... So I thought I'd what, just do it anyway. The, only, <laughs> the reason why I was so upset by it is because... A minute in, we'd only done two questions. It's only to be quick fire. You're meant to give like one. The whole point behind this is you're meant to give very quick answers. But you were like, uh, well, I think you might want to do something like this. And then you spent 30 seconds answering one of them. So I hear quick fire. This is, a, this is an interview tactic. You say it's quick fire questions. And the, you try to filibuster it. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the idea is it's to extend out. Uh, an interview you say oh I've got just uh, some five quick fire questions your answers don't have to be quick but Mike the questions are right and that's that it organically makes well, it quite okay, nice okay but then the whole gimmick behind this we used to say is don't ask us to book something mm. don't ask us to, to kind of like talk about history pieces because those aren't quick fire questions so where do you draw the line Ollie Davis if you're not putting a time cap on how long an answer okay. can be okay well I've got it then these are called quick, quick fire questions. <laughs> so we will we will answer as many quick fire questions within the quick time period of five minutes. It's quick time, quick questions. Quick time, quick questions. Okay. Which is you know sounds like it's going to be available in the visual format mm-hmm. with a quick time. Yeah. Nah, kind of fell dead on its ass that joke. So. To, to appease Luke, because there's, but there's so many good questions in there. There were some good questions. We could do these on Monday's episode if you want. No, we'll do a few now, shall we? Uh, in three minutes. Well, I'm going to set a timer for Bearing three in minutes. mind, I'm trying to do some of these quickfire questions as well to appeal to the people that don't like me. I okay. might give some answers here that people might have liked. Well, you, where did the original dislike come from? It was a quickfire question about cats or dogs. That people misconstrued what I said. That you hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> when actually the truth is, I just think they're fine. Uh, so, right, okay, we're going to do three minutes of quick fire questions. It's quick, quick time, quick fire. Vince, what's a movie you're really looking forward to? Ready Player One. Uh, Infinity War. Smart Mark, one very unpopular wrestling opinion. Uh, I really like Roman Reigns. Um, off the top of my head, Vince McMahon is still very, very good when he gets stuff right. The Wrestle Dude. Other than Brock Lesnar playing Killer Croc, what comic book character could a WWE superstar play? Uh, John Cena in a superhero role. Mm. Um, well, yeah, Shazam. Shazam, yeah. Perfect. Um, what other character would I, like to, would I like to see John Cena play? don't know. That's a good one. I'm not sure about that one. I'm, I'm trying to think now as well. Who's really... Ma- so a Bane would be an, an, an actual fit for a wrestler. Like a Braun Strowman. A Braun Strowman. Uh, Ronald Cook. When do you think the Velveteen Dream gets called up? Because there are people on the main roster now he could have great matches with. Uh, not for a while. I'd say another year or so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Andrew J. Do you believe in aliens? Yes, I do. I 
quite like the idea that life is so impossible to to come by that we're all there is <laughs> and it's just lonely I, and... yeah I mean we are very much a happy accident I'd like yeah. to think that that happy accident happened elsewhere but like they're probably like just microbes yeah yeah As intelligent opposed... life uh I don't not in the sense that aliens have visited mm-hmm. this planet. Yeah, uh, Marcel Duer, best referee in wrestling history. Earl That's Hebner. a good one. Ooh, I love red shoes. I love the way he gets into the matches, and uh, you know Earl Hebner is the one thrown around. But I love I love current day Rudy Charles. I'm a big Rudy Charles. You fan. are a big Rudy fan. Aren't you? Stephen Goldberg. What is the crappiest gimmick on paper, but in reality is really good? Mankind. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I was going to say comedy Braun Strowman. Also good. Okay, last one. Ryan Palmer, what is the difference between a cello and a double bass? See, that could have been on the video, mate. Could have seen loads of people could have seen you laugh okay, at that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, seems like it was a double bass. Cello appears to be smaller. Yeah, it last was a time bass. I listened to Brian Alvarez. <laughs> so let's do some iTunes reviews before we get out of here. Of course, please leave an iTunes review and we will read it out on the show and give you a pop. From Z, just a random number of letters. You're the best. You guys are the best ever. Cheap pot, please. You can have one, but I don't know what your name is. Thank you. And from J. Coolay, good podcast. It's a very solid podcast, but I was hit by a bus. Well, sorry. J. Coolay, is that our fault? It's a very. Is there a joke in there? Maybe he's. Yeah, okay. Okay, Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Jay Cooley. Have a good weekend. We will be back on Monday talking about how the brand split and dual branded pay per views could save WWE. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.